Welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where Bachelor superfans and sisters, Alex and Sarah, discuss all things Bachelor Nation, typically with a glass of rosé in hand, our two true passions. So sit back with us, sip rosé with us, and enjoy the journey with us. Hi everyone. How are we all doing? Not good. <laughs> Guys, listen. Okay. I just want to say up top, like, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. On this thank Thursday. you so much for joining us. Listen, we are all going through a really hard time right now because next time that you guys talk to or hear from us, it will be Thanksgiving. And I think Sarah and I are kind of, um, we are confronting the we are confronting the reality that things the Thanksgiving that we thought this year would be is not what this year would be in the sense that I think back in March when we had the stay at home order we were like this will be done in July like Matt. and I think at that point it was kind of like new and exciting right like it was it's like so cool like working from home I've never gotten to do that before like there were so there were it was obviously very scary and I, I don't mean to make light of, of anything around COVID, but it, it, there, it was easier to point to some of the silver linings. We're working from home, more family time, like more we time to be more. Yeah. More time to like do like pick up hobbies. Like there were, like, I never knew how much I liked walking. Like there were silver linings and now it's like, all right, I've got gotten through all my silver lining. Yeah, the <laughs> holidays are the reality of what we are dealing with right now. And um, it's just hard because I think many of us are staying at home. And uh, it's just a challenge because I know so many of us miss our families and wish that we could be there with them today. And uh, we feel you. We're, we're feeling it now. I think for the first, for the first time, we're feeling the, the holiday wave of grief that this pandemic that comes with this pandemic yeah Alex this is going to be the first Thanksgiving in five years you and I haven't spent together I know I know yeah Yeah. it's like it's honestly like a a real real challenge and not to say that you can't make a beautiful new tradition I'm personally really excited about uh what I'll be doing here in LA Charlie and I will be spending it together and I'm super stoked about it you know and and there's also the acknowledgement of just the change um, and the acknowledgement of missing your family. uh, And I think we're all just feeling it a little bit more now. So Sarah and I have, you know, we've had a glass of wine and we're chatting with us. So here, this is where you're meeting us emotionally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if you guys are anticipating this, but this is who we are. Take it or leave it. Sarah, will you be cooking Thanksgiving dinner uh, back in Charlottesville? Yes, I'm cooking Thanksgiving dinner. I'm very excited. I love cooking Thanksgiving dinner. I love it because I love the. You're very. Thank you so much. I love the food. I love like roasted vegetables. (laughs) Um, This is my first year I'm ever going to be making a pecan pie. Ooh, where did you get your recipe from? 
Um, okay. If I'm being honest, I'm kind of pulling it from a few different places. So I don't know how it's going to turn oh, okay. I've read like a bunch of different recipes and then I follow like all the major players on Food Network on Instagram and they've all like, if anyone ever needs especially, I cannot recommend it enough, especially around the holidays. If you ever need recipe ideas, like go to Food Network people's Instagrams because they are amazing. Like they post videos, they post recipes, they post hot tips. Like Alex Garnaschelli is going to be doing this every single day, basically up until Thanksgiving. Like what do you need help with for Thanksgiving? And like all, like they give so many good, like they're just so helpful. So I kind of pulled from like a few different people there. Oh, but okay. Well, at least, okay. So you're finding it sort of works with their process and merging it with work. Exactly. And a lot of it has to do with like ingredients that I have access to and equipment that I have access to as well. So you kind of have to like, and like, there's just certain things I don't want to use. Like I, I'm fine using corn syrup for a pecan pie. I know it's in everything, but like, I just don't feel like I don't, I've like never cooked with, um, lard before. Well, I guess it's just like butter or whatever, but this calls for like animal lard or something. Uh, Where do you pick up lard? I know. I mean, I think like honestly probably Whole Foods, but it's like, I've also just never like cooked with it. So I just kind of had to make adjustments as I go. So it's interesting that you pointed out Whole Foods. We're going to just do like a Whole Foods catered dinner in general. And I got to say like, I got kind of excited looking at the website and like picking out side dishes and picking out turkey. And I know I'm not doing like the actual cooking, but the idea of like um, picking out Thanksgiving food, like kind of gave me like, like a nice little high. Um, yeah, I actually, I, t- even if I do cook on Thanksgiving, I've always gotten a turkey and mashed potatoes from Whole Foods. This year, I'm actually not doing a turkey or doing ham. But the well, I'm doing mashed potatoes now for the first time. Oh, for Thanksgiving yeah. for Thanksgiving, yeah. Oh God, I love making mashed potatoes. It's my favorite. Yeah, you just you soak it up with a lot of garlic. Um, that is, and a lot of butter, a lot of garlic, a lot of butter. I know. Yeah. Well, regardless, like I'm with the idea of like embracing change is also hard. Like I'm also just like really excited, like about yeah. what like, um, what the possibility of, like, working in, within the, um, working within protective, the protective fences that the pandemic has brought us, and I think it's, you know, I, you know, I'm in love. (laughs) Yeah. The idea that I get to spend this time with somebody I really care about, um, and that we get to have this first tradition together is also, like, very incredibly exciting to me. Yeah, that's very helpful. I, um, Adam <laughs> and I didn't go, it was our first Christmas married last, last Christmas. And we did, neither of us went home to see our families. We stayed in, in California together. And part of it was like, oh yeah, we do like miss our, it, like, it's, it's interesting because you miss your family, but then I totally understand what you're saying. Like, I was so excited to like, decorate our apartment and like prepare gifts and like sneak the presents into the stocking and like have that moment together, like the Christmas morning together. Yeah. It's like a memory I'm going to remember 
forever. Like that was our first Christmas. Yeah. yeah. And we played like a thousand games. Like we played so many games. And then now we like still play those games. Like if we're ever like, oh, we're especially now, like we're bored. We have nothing to do. Like we go, we kind of like go back to that. We're like, all right, like what games did we play? (laughs) I love that so much. And I think like maybe what this Thanksgiving is teaching us right now, like as a society, as Americans are, you know, doing their best to be responsible. Um, it, it's, uh, an appreciation for what is, you know, yeah. and, uh, and I, I'm very grateful and thankful. And even though this year has been a little bit chaotic, um, there are a lot of beautiful things that have come from it too. Um, it's true. wishing everybody who's listening a really happy and safe holiday. Um, and, um, I hope that you guys are, are doing whatever's making you happy right now um okay enough of this racket uh. <laughs> all right let's talk about the let's talk about the episode i gotta say one thing okay hit me with it my fear i think is might might be coming true and maybe it was just the episode but my fear with Tasha always like when she was being talked about being the bachelorette before like even before Hannah Brown, I feel like was involved. Like they were thinking about Tasha. Is that it would be boring because she's too normal <laughs> and incredibly guarded. Like she doesn't show vulnerability, really. Yeah, and I was really bored at the first half of the episode. I was like, when will this end? <laughs> Well, it, it's interesting what you're saying, like, because remember when we had Ari, who's also a boring lead? So, like, we really relied hard on the women to, like, bring the entertainment for the television show. And I think in the same way, and we really felt it in this episode, we are really, really heavily relying on the men to bring in the drama in the episode. Because I, I literally tracked it. Uh, they switched villains five times within this episode. Okay, so the first villain was Bennett, and then it switched to Jason, who I think was, like, kind of main villain, and then to Ed, who's, like, villain 1.A, <laughs> and then Noah, who's, like, up-and-coming villain, and then Ben, surprisingly, Ben. Oh, they hit us with Ben, who I really like. I do too. Uh, but before we get into the breakdown of it all, should we just should we go to the beginning? Should we start from the beginning? Yeah, and I think it, I think it will it can track through all of these villains' stories because every party was basically like every date or cocktail party was like where a new villain arrived. So, all right, I, I also have to say too, I mean, we've got a lot at top to say, but it's just like I'm like I don't like how all like they're bringing in all these people like. <laughs> Oh, you mean like the like Ashley and Jared and Wells? Is it? I love to see Ashley and Jared. I love to see Wells. That's all great, but it's like that's not how a bubble works. Uh, totally. What I uh, I would imagine, just because I <laughs> no big deal. You guys work in television, um, but I under I know I know the precautions of production that you have to go through, and I can guarantee you that that bubble was like incredibly safe, like. Because isolation is, like, quite intense and you have to get tested multiple, multiple times. What I'm worried about is the casualness in which everybody appears would make it seem like uh, 
would make it seem like the, that cat casualness could exist in the real world (laughs) yeah and like Ashley I did something really really bad (sighs) Ashley I did something really bad yeah I don't I guess you didn't catch it she sneezed into her hand (laughs) and like I'm sorry you guys like literally unless there is and like I don't care if it's coronavirus I don't care if it's flu season I don't care what time of year it is or what times of the world it is sneeze at your elbow unless you are standing at a sink already like okay okay she sneezed into her hand during an interview and I was like oh sorry and I was like no well we don't know how we don't know her prox in in all fairness to Ashley I we don't know what her proximity was to a sink during that okay (laughs) I I am so grossed out by people sneezing into their own hands. Is this a me thing? It, like, it triggered me. Like, I was upset about it. Like, I remember being in school, like, being in grade school, and kids sneezing into their hands and then picking up a pencil and then, like, writing all over their test with it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is how teachers get sick. (laughs) Especially when you're, well, in parents. If If you're a parent to a young kid, you're always sick. But, like, when you are a child, you don't, like, necessarily have control over your own snot. <laughs> yes! I know. So, um, that is a challenge, and it's always very gross. But, yes, ultimately, I can't remember when it happened, but I do remember it happening a little later in my life, the lesson to sneeze into your elbow. Like, I remember there being a shift to where I thought, cover your mouth, like, always sort of meant cover it with your hand, and then being, like, I remember it was almost presented to me as like a little trick. Like, actually, why don't you cover and <laughs> why don't you sneeze into your? It's elbow? like it's like a secret. It's like Alex. it was like a sexy little secret. <laughs> Re sneezing. Um, but okay. So this is a beautiful way to spell out that Ashley and Jared are there to go down to the first. Uh, the first challenge, which is who is a grown ass man. And this is where we see the, this is where, this is chapter one in which we see Bennett as the, uh, the villain. Okay. Because Bennett is incredibly, incredibly intelligent per himself. Um, he clearly really, really about like values intelligence. I think when he was defending Ed, He was like, Ed got a perfect score on his math SAT, okay? Like, he really values intelligence. Who doesn't want to be with a guy that gets a perfect score on their math SAT? It's just like a normal staple. So, like, he he really values intelligence and, like, kind of really bombs the intelligence portion of grown-ass man. I loved Damar when he came in. He was just like, I know how to spell limousine and I went to ASU. Hell yes. Like I have date school education. (laughs) I literally think I pumped my fist in the air. I was like, I went to an SU, like a state university. Yeah. I went to a state university also and um, I don't know how to spell limousine. Um, I definitely don't. I couldn't... I, some words I need to have written down. Um, and they, and they I, didn't. Yeah. Would you spell Bennett, which was lime-o-sign? I don't, I would have had, well, first of all, I have terrible testing anxiety. So I probably wouldn't have even gotten anything on the page because I would have been like so stressed about not knowing how to spell it. 
Um, but like even just tonight, I had to ask Alexa how to spell. Oh wait, sorry, she almost talked to me. Uh, <laughs> I had to ask her how to spell aioli. Oh, um, is it a i o l i? Yes, it is. Mm. I didn't know about that first I. <laughs> first die it'll sneak up on you anyway so Bennett, but the thing is Bennett does sort of get a, a bit of a redemption arc because yeah because comes, he copied somebody else's idea wait how so getting into bed with Tasha? no it, I didn't think it was necessarily the getting into bed with Tasha. I mean, he did the robe, but he, like, kind of made a really beautiful breakfast and, like, actually yeah. had to make the breakfast. But I thought Chasen getting into bed and saying he was the snack was, like, the grossest thing that I've ever seen. <laughs> Up until when Bennett was the announced the winner of this challenge. And I thought the kiss she went in for the cheek and he went in for the lips pretty hard in a way that I don't think she wanted I don't think she wanted either I didn't think that that was very good I do have to back up for a second because there was something that I thought was really funny because she was like I love a man that can cook and then one guy was like do you like avocado and she's like I love avocado and I'm like you don't cook avocado <laughs> <laughs> wow. harsh I but, thought who brought in the mimosas I thought that was genius Damar Damar and she's uh, Damar who went to ASU uh, yes that was so later. smart I thought that was good and Ivan brought her flowers and he said that like love lives in the details or something sweet like that yeah I was just like I love these guys I, I always thought that I, I love Ashley and Jared but they are a bad judge of character yeah. Okay. So interesting you bring this up. So I, I agree. I did not like what happened with Bennett. And I agree. I also don't think that they are great judges of character. And when they announced Ed, the man child, I was like, what? Poor Ed over here who doesn't even say anything. But then they were very much proven right. He's 100% a man child. Well, that Ed is so interesting. His arc within this episode was was so fascinating because I initially I I was like who is Ed and then I was yeah like, and I was like poor Ed got the mantle and then I was like poor Ed and then he wore it like a badge of honor and was like kind of adorable with it and I was like oh my god I am like fully on team Ed and then it kind of like a little bit turns into the night so they end up going to the cocktail party that night. Bennett is still in his fucking robe or whatever. <laughs> and uh and and uh Ed has Carlos, the new baby. And uh he's oh oh by the way, Bennett also brought his certificate and he really wants to talk to Tasha. I like that she like cut him off and was like, I'm gonna address the group first, but then Chase and pulls him away. So that sparks a conversation between Bennett and Ed about what a dick Chasen is. And then when Chasen comes back, Bennett's basically like, oh, Ed thinks you're kind of a dick. And that sparks the feud between Ed and Chasen. Like, I kind of think it was Bennett's fault. <laughs> yeah, I think Bennett, I think this is like, yeah. 
I, yeah, I think you're right. I think he's just like a little bit of a shit stirrer and he's really good at playing that role of like, um, like, I don't know, like the funny goofy guy everyone seems to get along with, but then yeah, he's like stirring the pot a lot. Yeah. And I, but I can't really tell how much of it is intentional. Like, because yeah, like, he, I think that he actually might just be kind of dumb. I actually, I, I know he went to Harvard, but I think he's like dumb. Well, I think like, I think it's really interesting that he values, um, intel, like in intellect and, and I'm talking like math, vocab, not spelling, like, so I think it's because he is not emotionally intelligent. Yeah. 100%. I think he'd be, like, a hard person to, like, work with. (laughs) And, like, in this moment, you sort of see Ed and Chasen come to blows. And, like, I think Chasen is a douchebag to the max. And, like, when Ed was, like, confronting him, I was, like, okay, well, Chasen is a douchebag. And, like, Chasen's rebuttal towards Ed, like, went for the jugular. It was, like, you have a, a baby and you have chicken legs, so fuck you, man. And I was like, well, that, you're a fucking dick, dude. But then what ended up getting me a little bit upset about Ed was he ended up using all of his personal time with Tasha to shit on Jason. Yeah, and it, like, I mean, that always, like, is an issue. Like, no, no bachelor, no bachelorette, no one ever likes that. Well, we've always said it. We've said it so many times on this podcast. It's a kiss of death. Yeah, it definitely is. There were some guys, though, that were huge standouts. I think Joe bringing her food was, like, amazing. Joe was, like, MVP of the episode. And that food looked delicious. And I'm like, this is so smart because you guys, like, never get to eat. Mm-hmm. And it looks like so good. And he brought her like really great noodles or something. <laughs> I know, I know. It looks so yummy. Yeah. Yeah, she, like she gets a poem. Someone reads her a poem. <laughs> oh, Damar. Yeah, this was like at the rose ceremony later. Um, she does confront also later Chasen during this rose ceremony. I like because like all of the guys are bringing it pretty well. Like even Spencer is like. Oh yeah, Spencer. Like, not part of the drama at all anymore. Like all of the guys, like even like later when it comes to rose ceremony time, like even Bennett kind of gets over it or whatever. Like, but um, but Ed is still clinging to the fact that Jason's a dick to him, and he still uses that time to to talk about him. And this is the one thing that I will say about Jason. He sucks, but he took the note. You know what I mean? Like, he sucks, but when Tasha went to him and was like, you're being, a, like, this is not a good look, because they're, like, shaming him for using the same word to describe Tasha and Claire, which, by the way, if anyone wants to call me a smoke show, I'm pro-smoke show. Sorry, Bennett. <laughs> I'm, I'm also pro-smoke show. I didn't quite get it. I understand if, like, if you're only talking about their looks or whatever, but smoke show did not offend me. Not at all. Like, I'm like, thank you for saying that about me. Yeah. Like, but if you're connecting on another, uh, it seemed like what they were making of him for was the fact that he used the term smoke show, not the fact that he used it, the same term for both women. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. All these guys were like pissing me off and it was like so hard to even focus on. Well, like I said, the first half of the episode, I was kind of like, what? What are we doing? We have nothing to work with. <laughs> it's a bummer because I think Jason is a dick, but the other guys are acting so poorly that it's making me feel bad for Jason. Yeah, I know. And that happened. I mean, that happens a lot like on this show is... We saw it with Luke P on uh, Hannah. Yeah, like I started to feel bad for Luke P. And I was like, I don't want to feel bad for this like terrible person. But like, yeah, the way like every, it's never easy to see somebody ganged up on. It's like, it's just like never pleasant to watch that. Yeah, it just, it never, oh, it doesn't ever depend on who is getting ganged up on. But that mob mentality can be like so toxic that when you see it, being pointed out even at people that you hate you're just like oh that's kind of gross I know I know I know it's really really rough um all right so should we move into our ed villain wait what is it goes it goes Bennett Chasen Ed right so I think we are a little bit in the ed villain of it all because we we've seen him kind of utilize all of his time to put down Chasen. And even as Chasen is kind of trying to. Oh yeah. I almost forgot that there were two rose ceremony or there was, sorry, the rose ceremony was in the middle of the episode. Like I'm kind of getting like lost and like where oh, all of this is. Totally fair. And by the way, she also sent away three guys that we've never seen before. And she said it was because, you know, um, she had no chemistry. And I think that was evident by the fact that None of them had a great time. So this she's is, in the midst of it. She ends up keeping Ed and Chase. <laughs> this is who I wrote down to say goodbye to. Cute curly hair guy, maroon suit guy, green pastel jacket guy. <laughs> um, yeah, like, well, I don't remember any of their names, but like, I know. I'm like, I just have to like go to my notes because I'm like, oh wait, the rose ceremony happened in the middle of the episode. <laughs> it's I'm so stressful. I was watching with Charlie. He's like, oh, is it over now? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, Charlie, it is just beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next, uh, so we sort of see, like, I, I think by the time that this rose ceremony happens, I think we've sort of turned on Ed a little bit just because even yeah. though what he's saying about Jason is correct, it's like, it's too much and he's, not instead he's using it um as a way to get him off a chase and off the show rather than to build a relationship with Tasha. yes classic we see this every season so they go to this um wrestling date and group date and i just i gotta talk about joe again he was like i don't want to brag but i was all conference in volleyball in high school (laughs) so uh, i'm like uh like, I'm pretty athletic. Like, I don't... <laughs> I mean, all conference, like, in college. Did he say college? He said high school. <laughs> okay. That's still, like, he's still pretty good. If you're a varsity Wait, athlete. maybe he did say college, because college is when you have conferences. Yeah, if you're... Like, you're not in a conference in high school, right? At a high, no, I don't think so. Maybe he did say college. Maybe he did say college. But if you're operating at a, like a high athletic level, like that's incredibly impressive. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I think that 
I'm not it's, saying it's not impressive. I just I, think volleyball has nothing to do with wrestling. <laughs> well, unfortunately, also, we live in a post-Val world in which uh, volleyball has been um, uh, uh, it, it's dorky. <laughs> really? Is yeah. it? Did you ever see the vow, sir? The vow? Yeah. No, should I? Oh, oh goodness. Girlfriend, I'm about to change your life. It's a mini series on HBO about uh, the Nexium cult that ended up having an offshoot, which was a sex trade, sex slave slavery but what was so weird about this cult is that they all worshiped this guy keith ranieri and keith ended up making them play late night volleyball every night and that was part of the cult like you had to play late night volleyball like in order to grow your faith is this new like is this like a thing that came out in 2020 yeah like honestly sarah you're kind of living under a rock <laughs> you don't know what this is like i know i'm really uh, this is so embarrassing to even admit but i just finished Shit's creek for the first time like i just did Shit's creek so i am a little behind okay this is certainly worth your time it's <laughs> uh but like late night volleyball almost like painted um volleyball as like a dorky sport when in fact it's absolutely not but it was we're living in a post-vow world in which that is our, that is the adjective in which we assign to it. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, we're not playing volleyball. We're wrestling. <laughs> we're playing wrestling. And it is kind of funny. Well, okay. It's not funny. I, I don't know. I guess I laughed. I feel a way about it. <laughs> like, I don't think Tasha liked it because she was very worried. Like, I feel like the producers were like, we literally have nothing else to do. Like you have to let these guys wrestle. And she was like, okay, everyone will be safe. Right. And they were like, yeah, totally. And then like the whole time she was like, ah, well, they were MMA inherently is like a pretty violent sport. And a lot of them ended up getting genuinely hurt, not to the point where they were like on a stretcher, but a lot of them got hurt. And yeah. I was again, I'm sorry. I just love him so much. Sorry, Charlie. Um, but I was watching with him last night and uh, we were sort of talking about how, like, being violent should not be a measure of your masculinity. And no. like, whoever the most violent gets the most time seems, with Tasha seems like a backwards uh, way into uh, but showing, being, like, available or, like, being worthy of her time. They do this every time, though, right? Like, it's like, who's going to fight the hardest? And it's like, I don't know, like, I, like, I don't, I'm not like, like, I don't want you to go like punch a guy at a bar for me. Like, I know that that's not the competition, but it just like kind of feels like in the same vein of all of that. And like, who's going to fight for me? It's weird. And like, they do it for the girls too. I was just talking with my friend Connie tonight and she has, first of all, come up like every episode this season. <laughs> But, like, she was like, yeah, I mean, there is a group date every Bachelor season, too, where some girl gets, like, the absolute shit beat out of her. Like, it is, like, like these things get very intense because they frame it as, like, who's going to fight for the lead? And it's, That's like. It hasn't been, in, like, gendered. It just seems like the men take it more seriously, I guess. Yeah. Um, because of, like, I guess, like, you know, uh toxic masculinity and how it's been uh a huge problem in our society <laughs> like some people who like just adhere to it 
Um, I ultimately was the most turned on by Joe, who lost immediately and was like, I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> I know. No, no. And he's the like so... Literally opposite Bennett because Bennett was like, I went to Harvard and he fucking fell on his face. And Joe's like, I was kind of like pretty good at volleyball. And he's like, you know what? I lost love or not a fighter. Like, I was like, that's the kind of man that you want. Like, that's somebody, like, somebody who doesn't value violence as a way of uh, proving their love, like, proving that they're worthy of love. He's also ripped. Like, he was. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, so hot. <laughs> That's the most important thing at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if anyone fights for me as long as they have a six pack. Okay, um, question for you, Sarah. By the way, when it got down, because of course they put Chase in and Ed together in 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 the the face off. Did Chase in actually? Excuse me. Did Ed actually have a shoulder dislocation problem, or was he just? saying that because he was afraid of Jason. I think he was afraid because of two things. Well, actually, I'm three things. <laughs> okay. One, he waited till the last minute. Like, if he was actually worried about getting hurt, he would have said something sooner. Two, he told it to Chris Harrison. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's like, Chris, by the way, um, now that I know who I'm fighting, I <laughs> it looked like like I got vibes of like him going up to his like elementary school teacher or something. I was like, I'm kind of scared. <laughs> like, Excuse me, Masali. Then three, not to like keep bringing up Connie, but <laughs> I saw her. Her boyfriend Jake was right there, and. Jake was like, don't they know if somebody, like, you have to, like, disclose if you have, like, a, a severe injury so you're not on these dates or they know that you can sit it out. Like, we've seen it before. So-and-so is not going to participate because of, like, this and that or whatever. Well, probably. I think what Ed did was that he saw Bennett drop out of the earlier, uh, the <laughs> earlier challenge in the, the man one. Uh, like, are you a grown ass man? And was just like, oh, great. I'm going to implement this now. He was like, and by the way, I could totally take him. I just couldn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't like it. But that was like crazy to be like, um, can I talk to Chris Harrison first? <laughs> I'm just bummed out because I want to like Ed. Like, there's sort of a bumbliness about him. Like, he does seem like he has a good sense of humor about himself. Like, he just seems a little too zeroed in on Chasen. Like, know. and you know what? Sometimes this happens to people. Like, and then a lot of times it's like how the show wants to represent you, right? Because, like, in Caitlin Bristow's season, like Sean B was kind of acting the same way towards Nick. Like, he hated Nick and could not get but over he, it. But he hated Nick because Caitlyn, he was the only viable, because he was super into Caitlyn and Nick was the only viable option aside from him for her. Like, yeah, but, like, they still, like, I think protected his, like, storyline in a way. Like, it came from a place of, like, love and passion instead of... I don't know, instead of just like pettiness, like this guy, uh, like, and so it's a lot of times it's how the story portrays you. And that's like, we see this a lot. Like, I think that we see people, girls and guys, like 
getting really caught up because they're triggered by this one person. And then like down the road, we get to know them more outside of the bachelor setting. We see them on paradise, whatever, whatever. And we're like, okay, actually they're really not that bad. They just like were victim to the process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that could be it. Um, It was really, really embarrassing when he had to drop out. (laughs) Um, Yes, but luckily someone stepped up to the plate, which is- We got our- Second fence jump from villain number four. I I mean, I call him Goose because he looks like Goose from Top Gun, but his actual name is Noah? Yes, Noah. So Noah is a 25-year-old, like, energy, like, like, infinite energy. Is it wrong? Like, I kind of like him. Like, am I wrong? No, I don't think so. I liked him too. Like okay. I, I if somebody was presented like, does anybody else want to jump in the ring? Like he just, I think he just took advantage of an opportunity. Yeah, these guys. When guys get mad about stuff like that, it's just because they're mad at themselves. Yes. For not being the ones to jump in. Like, oh, that would have been cool. Like, of me to do the same thing. But, like, I I, re- I kind of, like, was feeling confused because, yes, I was getting the vibe that the show didn't want me to like Noah, but I'm, like, I like him. Am I am I wrong? But I like him. Yeah. Uh, right. I think, like, all of those gentlemen need to look inward because it was just, like, oh, they didn't really step up to the plate. There's a bit of a fearlessness to Noah that I think that they kind of all wish that they had. And I think some of that probably comes with being a 25-year-old hottie. Like... <laughs> It has not cured you wrong. You're anyone that yeah, anyone that has the confidence to go on a show with the mustache that no one did is I, someone I'm jealous of. Okay, this is also this also poses an interesting question that I really would like to ask you because this kind of segues into the night that night. Um do you think Noah looks better with or without? the mustache without and I think it was totally the right call and I I really liked like I love how Tasha was like making out with him and she's like okay I just have like a crazy idea though <laughs> like, I and I don't think it's that big of a deal because it's not like it was one of the it wasn't like a styled mustache where he's like curling the ends like, it's gonna grow back in two days um so yeah I think it was the right call <laughs> I I think it was a huge mistake. Like, no! I, think, I, think he, I think he genuinely looked good with a mustache. And if you're Tasha, ultimately, I just think you have to fall in love with someone as they are and accept them as who, how they are. Okay, Alex, okay. Not even that far along in their relationship. And the like idea that you're asking him to alter something about him bothered me. No, I'm sorry alter something about him alex this is like i thought he looked cute with a mustache i need you to think about like who this guy is like he's again i like him this is like a 25 year old goofball like he's got like lots of energy he's funny he's got a good sense of humor like he's doing fine and like the, I don't. I don't think his mustache was part of his identity. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think it was. Like, this wasn't a guy that's like taking time for his mustache in the mornings. And it's like if. And then if he hates it, <laughs> if he hates it, he like hates not having it. 
she can grow it back. And like that mustache is not going to take long to grow back. Like it wasn't that intense. Like it was kind of small. <laughs> In general, I was just worried about the act because I was like, if she's going to ask you to change this about yourself this early on, what is she going to ask to change further along the line? I don't know. I mean, I think it's kind of the same thing as like, I'm going to buy my boyfriend some different pants because I don't like how many pockets his has, you know? Like, <laughs> it's not changing like, how... something fundamental about him. I also, like, wouldn't, but, like, that really... You wouldn't buy your boyfriend new pants if all he wore was cargo pants? <laughs> not that early on. Not when I wasn't <laughs> sure that he was the person. Like, I think it was just too early like, in the process, and maybe that's what bothers me, it's just, like, well, you don't really even know him that well yet, like, I don't know, I, I, I didn't love it, I, but to pivot, what I did find hysterical on the date was, um, Chasen was deemed the winner from the MMA fight, because he seems to be the most aggressive, but in, in, in a, and he was, like, but I don't want to seem aggressive, so he's, like, by the way, this championship belt, this is all of ours. <laughs> and goes to every single one of you. I don't, again, I'm not for Nathan, but I think he is taking the note. Like, whether it's to preserve his public image. Jason, you just called him Nathan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait, which one's Nathan? <laughs> sorry, Jason. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Whether it's to preserve his, his image so he gets more Instagram followers, or if it's to, um, or if it is to, like, further his relationship with Keisha, like, is it, like, the means yeah. don't by the end, like, it, it's just, like, it's still a step in the right direction, even if his intention, intentions aren't entirely pure. Sometimes fake it till you make it works, like, in a lot yeah. of scenarios, and I think even this could be considered one of them like if the if the peace in the house is kept because like you're pretending to want to be in a relationship with Tasha, then like at least no one's getting hurt anymore no it's true like does that mean you're not going to be aggressive and stand over somebody and yell in their face and like which by the way was something he totally owned up to um yeah like if that's gonna make you change your behavior like okay like i don't want to date you but like Okay. Like, At least I'm not like scared anymore. <laughs> yeah, I prefer this version of you. Um, but what Thanks, was interesting girl. about this night, and we touched on it a little bit, was a fifth villain sprung up. Uh, okay, can we even call him a villain though? Like, I like Precious Little Ben. <laughs> okay, so what Ben did was he wanted to manifest Tasha to himself rather than to go Tasha. And we have seen this on another season before, and I can't remember which one. Um, I think I think Colton season a lot. Like there was like an issue with a girl doing this. I feel like it was um, Chris on Becca season, uh, uh, Goose Chris on Becca season, where he's just like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. He didn't ever, he, and he very, he basically was like, I don't want to be the only person that has to go to her. I want her to come to me. You know, what's interesting. I understand this is like part of a show, but I think if you are one of the people that are developing real feelings, I do 
actually kind of get that because that is an indicator of their feelings back to you. Like, because Taisha brought Noah on the date, like Taisha, like Taisha approached Noah, like, you know, Claire approaches Dale, like she calls Dale, you know, it is, it, you, it's a bad look to get so upset the way that Goose did. And it wasn't great to see Ben trying to pull her right before the rose because he realized he made a mistake. But I do get, I do get it because it is an indication of whether or not they like you. So the reason that they act out is because they are now understanding that they do not like them as much as, as he liked her. hundred percent. But I, I don't, I don't even think we can call what Ben did acting out. I think. No, I, no, no. He didn't. Yeah. Right. In general, relationships are, should be 50, 50. Like when two people like each other equally, like they both show up for each other. Um, I think within this process, um, which is not necessarily conducive to building a long-term relationship, but I think within this process, Ben screwed up. <laughs> and, yeah. and I kind of liked Taisha's response to him, where he was like, no, Ben, tonight's over. I kind of wish you'd try this forever ago. Like, why should I try to come to you? Like, all these other guys pulled me away. Why, did, why didn't you? Um, so I also got her perspective within it too. And I don't think it's going to be a long-term, I don't think it's a deal breaker, but I think it's like a, a, like a a dent, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I know. (sighs) I know. (laughs) Sorry. I just wanted her head. I just like watched her look into the faraway corner of her room. I know, I know. It's it's hard. Like, well, because I'm thinking about. Obviously, you want these people to take it seriously. Like, if you're really in this for an engagement, you want to take it seriously. We hear this all the time. I'm here for love. I'm here for an engagement. Blah 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 blah. We get it. But like, there is something so attractive about being like calm and letting loose and giving into the process as cheesy as it is, is part of that. Mm -hmm. Like the more you fight the process, the less fun you are. And if I know like anything about being married, I think it is super important that you guys like have fun, know how to have fun together. Cause that's like everything. Right. And for like, in terms of this, like unnatural process, you kind of have to like work within the grooves of it in order to get to the place where you're both having fun and ultimately I think this show could set you up with somebody that you you know you might really really like but I think your relationship starts after it and that's where the 50-50-ness comes into play and I think that that's a tough power dynamic to (laughs) come back from but you know what this is what we signed up for and it's fucked up and we love it (laughs) we love every second of it um yeah no, I think she's doing a good job still. I was just a little bored by the first half of the episode. Like for me, the episode started at the rose ceremony. Yeah, I I I think with Tasha becoming like I think the plus side of Tasha is that all of the men are genuinely really into her. Yeah, yeah. Really, really great at managing um the awkwardness of the situation that she was thrown into. Um 
And I don't think we get the fun of like the authentic emotion that we get from Hannah B or Claire, but also we got it so much with Claire that it is kind of a nice balance having dissertation. <laughs> they are opposites. Oh, literally opposites. And the guys like seem actually right for her. We didn't really talk about it, but like, I love Ivan. I think he is so great. And she mentioned that he was a little bit younger. He's 28, she's 29. He's like an aeronautical engineer or something. Like this guy is like legit, like has it together, uh, really seems to value her, really seems to want to treat her right. And like, this is a high quality person that might actually be in the same place of life as she is. Whereas like these 28 year old guys might not be in a hurry to have a kid like Claire is, but they are excited about the prospect of entering something serious, which I do think Tasha, where is, which is where I think Tasha's at in her life right now too. Yeah, this makes so much more sense. I mean, obviously like Claire and Dell are st still together. That's great. But like, if I, if we had to redo Claire's season, like cast men only in their thirties, like I don't eat, like it, I'm still like kind of pissed off. It's like they knew they were bringing in somebody else because it's just like, why did you do this? And maybe men in their 30s just aren't applying for the show. I find that hard to believe. But yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's a process and <laughs> it's a journey and it's one that we're all experiencing together. That's um, true. I believe we'll be back on Thursday, which is your Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, is there an episode on Tuesday? If there is, then yeah, we'll be out on if Thursday. If there's an episode on Tuesday, we'll be, we will be back on Thursday. But if not, uh, I just want to wish everybody a happy and healthy Thanksgiving. Um, there is a lot to be grateful for right now, and taking stock in what's in front of us and an appreciation for what is is also a really, really valuable part of life. Um, and again, whenever we're feeling down, thank God we have this garbage of a franchise to fall back on. It just, it makes everything so much better. We have this and we have Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which is, if you haven't checked it out, transcendent. We have a lot of good reality TV right now. Uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is awesome. I'm also, didn't think I would be. I'm pretty pleased with this season of Southern Charm. Like, I'm getting into it. Mm, I, I have not dabbled. I have not... It's hard because a lot of the major players aren't in it anymore. Mm, right. Yeah. Because they've all been accused of sexual. No, 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 no. It's like all the women left on their own accord. <laughs> like, like everyone just like was like, oh, you know what? This actually isn't for me anymore. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. All the loser guys are still on it. <laughs> okay, good. good, good, good. Craig. <laughs> Oh, Craig. Oh, Craig. Cam is gone. I know you weren't like the biggest fan of Cam. Um, Naomi's gone. Oh, I love and her. yeah, me too. And Chelsea's gone. I think it was Chelsea's time to go because she was just all last season, she was just trying to prove she wasn't in love with Austin. But like, I'm like, is Danny? Uh, Danny's still there. Danny will be there till she dies. <laughs> I, I like Danny though. Like, I mean, I like Danny too, but I think like she's just gonna be on the show until. And Catherine's obviously still there. Catherine's on it, and Thomas is back in it. How dare they? And How dare she's they? she's well, Alex, because and if you haven't watched last week's episode, spoiler alert: Thomas got another girl pregnant. 
Oh, and she's keeping the baby while while Catherine was living with him. Oh my! God. I know it's so good, you guys. <laughs> well, I guess I know what I'm doing this weekend. Yeah, it's <laughs> but they also have they have two new people. Okay. All right. One of them we've seen before, Lava. She's like been around because she's like one of Cam's best friends. Her and her husband are on it, and she's a great addition. She is super awesome. Um, really, really like her. The other guy is Shep's friend from like growing up, or his friend from college. It like you're not gonna like him. <laughs> There's really no chance you like, like one of Shep's friends. How dare you? Catherine was wearing, at like a party, Catherine was wearing this like bandage, like latex dress. And the guy was like, I can't even remember his name. He has like some goofy nickname. And he was like, is this latex? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, is that comfortable? And she's like, no. And he's like, ugh, what women will do for men. And he's like, style. I meant style. What women will do for style. I was like, you're not used to being on TV yet. (laughs) Not yet. <laughs> we have many more seasons of him. Um, well, regardless, thank you so much for joining us on this Thursday. Hope you're all doing well. Sending you lots of love. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe. The journey doesn't end here. Follow us on social media at Sarah Elizabeth Franklin and at Alex Ryan Frank. See you later. Oh, hello, you. What's up, hoes? I'm Mary Kay McBrayer. I'm Mary Amelia Byer. I'm Rachel Estridge. And we like scary movies. Let's be more specific. We like analyzing scary movies. Okay, but let's be a little bit more specific. We like making fun of scary movies. Let's be even more specific. We have to make fun of scary movies so that we can sleep at night. We host a horror comedy podcast called Everything Trying to Kill You that rips all your fave horror movies a new one. And bonus, we'll tell you jokes from the perspectives of... Feminist ethnic minorities. And queer women. Which might be something you haven't considered before. Sure looks like Hollywood hasn't. So check out Everything Trying to Kill You. New episodes every other Friday on Campfire Media. Campfire.